Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Wednesday, July 10th. Our top stories for the day. I'm going to do one about Cocaine Mitch and his Big Tuesday. That nickname is entirely too cool for that guy, but what happened? Uh, he's got a new challenger, somebody challenging him in Kentucky. We'll get into it a little bit more. That uh, challenger we... has a pretty cool nickname, I think, too, but we'll get to it, right? Ooh, yes, you may. Uh, and then we've got an in-memoriam piece for Ross Perot in a new segment called Hard Memories that brought to you by Pat. Memories are hard when people die. They, indeed, they are. Yeah. And then well, Mark, and Pat, <laughs> Mark and Pat will take us through a lightning round of other headlines. A new name still in discussion. Lightning round for today. Okay, let's talk about Cocaine Mitch. It's been a while since we talked about him, and uh, he had himself a big day on Tuesday. So first up, Mitch McConnell has a new challenger in his home state in the form of Marine Combat Aviator Amy Bloodbath McGrath. Oh, shit. So, it's a fantastic nickname. Yeah, did, where did she get that yeah. nickname? I, it's my, I gave it to It's from the Wild Wild West movie and then also uh, for Blood Bloodbath McGrath. I feel like if you have the last name McGrath, you've got to go by Bloodbath McGrath. Well, it's it's her nickname from now on. Yeah. So, so thank you for giving it to her. I've known Will in yeah. 20 years. I've seen him buy Wild Wild West on VHS. I've seen it buy it on DVD. <laughs> I've seen him buy it on Blu-ray. i got to let you know, Lucy Lou's butt, nice butt. Nick. Pretty good butt. Pretty good butt. Nick. It's Pretty an good. underrated movie. I'm a big fan of the spider guy. I think Bloodbath McGrath was his like henchman. Mm. Mm-hmm. So anyways, uh, Amy McGrath, uh, the, the Marine combat aviator veteran who is challenging Mick, Mitch McConnell for his Kentucky Senate seat. Uh, she lost a close house race in 2018, and now she stated her aims to take down the big Kentucky kahuna himself, Cocaine Mitch, in the 2020 election. I like her so. nickname. I like her gusto, but she lost a race and she's going after cocaine Mitch. Is she insane? It's a major, major Beto situation. Things are like getting... when he lost a Senate race and then went for president. Things, yeah. Like things she... are getting yucky in Kentucky. <laughs> she's really uh, <laughs> shooting up, really punching up. Yeah. Why do they call him cocaine Mitch again? Why, why is it? I've, I, I have no idea. Like honestly, we... blow... they could just call it's... me cocaine Pat. It's embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we just, to, just take it. No, just don't, take don't it. ever call me that. Don't ever call me cocaine Pat. Okay. All right, Pat. All right. Relax. On with the story. All right. This mother of three has virtually no shot considering she's running in a state that hasn't elected a Democratic senator since 1992. And Trump is enormously popular in the state of Kentucky. So so is cocaine Mitch. Mitch McConnell is like Kevin Spacey's character in uh, House of Cards. You just can't beat him. He will find a way. He will prevail. In that, you do not want to see his dick. Well, no, you don't want to bump into cocaine. All, all the ways, room. all the ways, Could like all the, he's, 
political cockroach, yeah. unkillable. Yeah. If you saw him in the steam room, you'd think you saw a ghost. Well, you wouldn't know where the towel ended and he started. <laughs> this, is, this is white, hangy body. Looks like yeah. someone nailed an egg to That's the wall. That's how he gets all of his secrets. It looks like no one's in there. He just yeah. blends in with the white <laughs> he wall. He blends in the with the steam. steam room. Yeah, it's the steam. He is steam. His neck oh, slowly flapping in the breeze. <laughs> All right. Back to Amy McGrath. Her claim is that Trump didn't really drain the swamp uh, when he became president, but she would. And she does have one hell of an opening story that kind of makes you hate Mitch McConnell. Hmm. So this is what she tweeted earlier on Tuesday. She said, when I was 13 years old, I wrote my senator. I wanted to be a fighter pilot, but women weren't allowed to do that. Mitch McConnell never wrote me back. And I know I'm not the only Kentuckian he's ignored in his years in Washington. Let's defeat him together. This reminds me of a story. When I was in the fourth grade, I wrote a letter to Jerry. You already told the Jerry Rice story on this podcast. What, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, you already told it. But also, he 13, wrote me thir- back 13, in the eighth no, grade. Yeah, he, wrote, he wrote you back years later. Got it. 13-year-olds thir- <laughs> also aren't allowed to be fighter pilots, though. She didn't mention that, but it is a pretty good tweet. Did she say now? Yeah. Did she it use is a pretty damn tweet yeah she well, she meant women i, I mean, believe fuck you know, yeah, that, i know though. but 13 year olds can't be uh, i'm just saying i get sure. it i get it that it was like you know an example but like cocaine mitch gets so much fan mail how you uh, write yeah. everyone back? i mean it's true but a 13 year old girl who wants to be a fighter pilot you, that seems like at least your intern should write her back so kind of kind of a dick move on like the Jerry cons, I, like, I like the tweet it's a good one yeah anyways meanwhile mitch could give a shit less. He's as cool as a cucumber. Immediately trolling McGrath with a video of her comparing the election of Donald Trump to 9-11. And then, so obviously not a great look for McGrath. No, blast, uh, blasted then, her back. Yeah. And then he ended that video with the phrase, welcome to the race, Amy. Holy shit. That's like Will so. Farrell's character in the in the candidate when he, <laughs> yeah. when he just absolutely destroys welcome Galifianakis. Show. And he goes, welcome <laughs> to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta touch say, my, my balls. Reach down and touch my balls. <laughs> I gotta say, as the token liberal in this show, I was very upset when Trump was elected. But but you gotta be a real fucking idiot to compare Trump's election and nine eleven. It's it's way that's over the, the line. That's one of the dumbest yeah. goddamn things on the planet. It's way over that's the line. That's why he busted. Yeah, so. yeah hundred, one hundred. I hate uh, cocaine, Mitch, but I love cocaine. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, that's why Mitch isn't going to lose this race. Mitch. And then later we don't, on Tuesday, we don't show our partner part, partnership. Here, I'm Pat. kidding. Let's, I'm kidding. I'm playing take, a role. Take it down. Playing a notch. role for the people. For the people. It's okay, Pat. You can be a lib if you want. Uh, Then later on Tuesday, um, Mitch was asked about a report that two of his great-grandfathers owned at least 14 slaves each, to which he replied, quote, I find myself once again in the same position as President Obama. Mm. We both oppose reparations, and we both are the descendants of slave owners. Holy shit. That was a damn good McConnell, by the way, He threw (laughs) Obama in the same boat as him, and then he doubled down on his slave-owning family and mentioned that he, on top of it, is not into reparations. And Obama couldn't even retort because he's on vacation somewhere where there's no service. That Mitch McConnell's a smooth fucking operator. (laughs) He is. Obama, the funny part about this, Obama allegedly did have two ancestors who were slave owners according to an amateur genealogist (laughs) named William Reitzweiner. Yeah, so with a name like that, you know, he's definitely Obama trivia whiz. Ramming up the poor guy's ass when he's walking to a 7-Eleven as a teenager, right? Like, fuck you, Mitch McConnell. I'm just <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good, pretty good comeback. Yeah. All right, taking it to the internet, Edward Kaher. He says, "This is a veteran, Mitch, referring to Amy McGrath. Mm-hmm. Something you are not. 
She really has done something for her country. You have sat in your comfortable chair and made millions at taxpayers' expense. To my military brothers and sisters in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell has time and again voted against veterans. Okay. And uh, Mitch McConnell has some fans in Kentucky. Uh, Betty Sane Don replied in all caps, Edward, my daughter is a veteran and has saved numerous lives. She will tell you what a socialist sociopath this garbage is. Do you condone the slaughter of innocent babies? Do you want our country run by a socialist? Are you insane? I have have no idea what that means. It means Uh, Mr. McConnell's (laughs) not going to ever... Be uh, unseated until he dies is what it means. Look, could, yeah. To the first comment's yeah. point, you know that he has a comfortable chair. You know that his chair is the tops. <laughs> it is custom made for his flappy ass. <laughs> I hope it's like a cream, a cream leather, so he blends in with it, just like the steam in the There's steam. No room. way. He's been around way too long. He knows that cream stains. I don't know. All right, that that's it on McConnell for today. All right, guys, let's take it to a new segment on the show. Kind of new. Wes did one of these for our fallen brother, John McCain. But this is, right. this, is, uh, this is a segment called Hard, Hard Memories. I think we did GW, too. Yeah, and GW. Or not GW, uh, George H. H.W. That's correct. So yeah. welcome to Hard Memories, where we honor true Americans that are no longer with us. And I think the name is self-explanatory. These memories are hard. Indeed. Today, we're honoring Texas billionaire philanthropist and America's favorite third candidate, Ross Perot, who died yesterday at the age of 89 after a five-month battle with leukemia. R.I.P. Perot is perhaps best remembered for commanding an impressive 19% of the vote as an independent candidate in the 1992 presidential election, the most by far of any candidate since Teddy Roosevelt and his Bull Moose Party. What was mm. it, the Moose that, Knuckle Big Stick Party? By the way, bring Bull Moose Party back, man. That's a yeah. Bull, fucking Bull killer Moose, name. Yeah, you're t- that's my favorite third-party candidate, but go on, please. Yeah. This is about Russ. Yeah. All right, look, I have to credit Perot for incorrectly influencing my opinion of Texans during my adolescence. He was the first and only Texan I was exposed to during the years 1992 to 1996. And because of that, I thought all Texans spoke as if they were mumbling and yelling at the same time. Yeah, I thought all Texans were billionaires. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong, and so was <laughs> Mark. All oil barons. Because yeah. we're poor as fuck here at Hard Factor. And I eventually <laughs> came to cherish Perot's Texas twang and his no-nonsense attitude. This guy is the shit. Go back and watch some Perot footage. He is a fucking straight shooter and the man. Perot was one of America's first tech billionaires, and he gave no fucks about anything. Anything, that is, except America. America. He bought his own TV airtime to campaign with infomercials. He was a veteran and had a continuing commitment to support U.S. veterans, especially during the Vietnam War, one of our toughest conflicts. His greatest nemesis, the deficit. He believed in higher taxes on the wealthy while cutting government spending to chill out the national debt. He supported gay rights, Planned Parenthood, the assault rifle ban, and increased AIDS research at a time that it was very unpopular. He was a great American and he will be missed. Ross, if you can hear us up there with those big ears, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> the man did yeah, that's have all, some. That, that's all I remember from him uh, when I was a kid is that everybody made fun of his ears. He but had some big he, fucking ears. He had big ears. Yeah. Good man. But a, true, but a true American. All right. Let's take it to the lightning round, right? Maybe. All right. I don't know. Living on the edge of a lightning bolt. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jess, TBD, TBD yeah, round. TBD round. I liked brought to you by Honeywell today on the Twitter. Ho- we're at the hard <laughs> on. <laughs> The hard I on. also like I also like news cocky, but we wouldn't be able to market that either. No news cocky. Was co- that a Wes? Hard and fast. No, <laughs> that- it was a write-in. Yeah, that's great. News cocky. Wes liked it though. All right. Come here. Here we go. First story. Just when you thought the Democratic field was thinning, 
uh, with all-time loser Eric Swalwell ball. B- bowing out of the race, a new player has entered the game. No, come on. No, yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 Yes, that man is billionaire Tom Steyer, who looks exactly like John Hickenlooper's more successful, slightly younger brother. Uh, he had previously ruled out running, that is, Steyer, for president in January. But when you're a billionaire, you do whatever the fuck you want. So now he's in. Uh, Steyer has donated to previous Democrats a lot of money and teased previous political runs but he's most well-known recently for aggressively publicly campaigning uh, for Donald Trump's impeachment. As a non-politician, just as a guy, right? Yeah, as on a- his own dime. This guy is 2019 Ross Perot, so it's very fitting that we're doing him right after That's Ross Perot. true. Steyer has pledged to spend $100 million on his own bid, uh, which is going to piss off Elizabeth Warren, who doesn't want that to happen and hates billionaires, Bernie Sanders, and Hard Factor Pat. No, oh, hold on. No, hold on. No, 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 no. Not Hard Factor Pat. I like it when they spend their own money. It, it, it's so fun. It's so fun yeah. when they spend their own money. It's I didn't fantastic. know that like, okay. Perot was like your guy. No, Perot, I'm, I'm, I, the whole, the, I didn't either, but I'm telling you, I forget, <laughs> I forget what documentary it was, but like, watch an interview with Perot. The guy just fucks. And he had five I, children, 16 grandchildren. Steyer's a similar style. You might yeah. get be a big Steyer guy. Read up on Steyer, buddy. Steyer is also my odds on favorite to be the next person out of the race. Out of the race. That's uh, last in, first out, a.k.a. my style. Love it. Low stress. <laughs> it's hello, and then I got to go. Bad business. Yeah. It's a, that's a bagel shop morning. Style. I showed up. I was here, but then, I, you know, I got to go. I got to get out of here. <laughs> in and out. All right. Look, Jill and Joe Biden opened up about the son that they would have probably preferred to have died. Hunter Biden. Oh, wrong son died. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. In a CNN interview with Chris Cuomo. You could see this interview coming from like a mile away after Hunter said in a recent interview with The New Yorker that crack has no effect on him while simultaneously claiming to be Joe Biden's spiritual guide. Yeah, he's, yep. he's, 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 he did he's that. He's rock. He's his rock, man. <laughs> he his said, crack rock. Close you, cl- he, he said, I can tell him to close his eyes while I say things others can't. Right. And then he just whispers and like what, what it's like to smoke crack. He's like, it's so great. It's so great, Dad. <laughs> Dad, you would love it. In an interview Biden said of Hunter, who's had a long struggle with addiction, as I, I kind of alluded to, quote, he's fighting. He's never given up. He's the most honorable, decent person I know. Does he only know one person? Okay. Yes, Mark. Good point. I get a father's love. But come on, you do not use the word honorable to describe someone that left his existing family to be to become an uncle daddy with his dead brother's wife. No. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a tough. I mean, he's been to rehab eleven times. He you did that, which you just mentioned, and uh, you can't spell honorable without almost spelling horrible. That's true. Look, <laughs> guys, addiction is terrible. Everyone knows that it's a disease. Look, if you light a father, fire in your boss's garage, sure, I, I'm okay with that. Steal your parents' retirement money and blame it on the maid, I can forgive. But grieve your brother's death with your sister-in-law by piloting your truck into her pound town? That's over the line, my friend. Joe Biden, you need to disown this boy. So you, like, awful, Ooh, you just really? can't stand despicable. Because those other two examples are not great. Pat. I live around you want, addicts. You want a full I can deal with addicts. No, I, I mean, like, come on, man. Like Arson allowed you guys said it on the, on the Grand <laughs> theft allowed. you guys said it on the july 3rd show this is the worst fucking thing on the planet if yeah yeah i just think your examples were a little too close to home a little too too extreme well i'm in the fucking garage way too much okay yeah. all right yeah. hang on you fuckers hey guys remember that you're drug just fantasizing bus? about burning down wes's house it happened yeah. no, no. <laughs> if you guys were smart you'd know that those were examples from our real lives that i gave oh okay yeah. no remember that yeah. drug bust of the ship in philadelphia uh the philadelphia sh- God damn it. Remember that drug bust of the ship in the Philadelphia dock a few weeks back where they found 
$1.3 billion in cocaine in containers. I think about it every night. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. a holiday weekend supply for Philadelphia. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. If, they, Fun. if, if the a bad weekend plan, in Philadelphia, because the they plan, were dry. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, it turns out that ship, the Guyane, was owned by J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh, no. Uh, so they take your money and reinvest it by buying and selling drugs. No, I'm just kidding. J.P. Morgan, who refused to comment on the story, probably didn't know they were letting drug dealers operate their extremely large asset that they weren't keeping tabs on. They were too busy buying your grandmother's house in a reverse mortgage so they could own it and your family wouldn't receive an inheritance. I knew this was Montel Jordan's fault. I knew it. Yeah. I knew so, it. So a couple questions there. A, did you reach out to J.P. Morgan for a question on that? No, and B, I, yeah. do they do reverse mortgages? Yeah. They do. They I don't, don't want to get us sued. I, uh, I think they used to. I worked for Bank of America, and they certainly did, like, seven yeah. years ago, reverse mortgages. All right, but hold on. But they, Hang on. No, let me finish. All right. uh, I think J.P. Morgan Chase did as well, and they certainly have acquired companies like NationStar uh, yeah. through Washington Mutual that currently do reverse mortgages. Banks will buy anything. Plus, J.P. Morgan Chase did agree to a $5.1 billion restitution for its mortgage fraud in 2012, which included wide-scale foreclosures on people who were not even J.P. Morgan Chase customers that they just loaned mortgages, uh, loans Reverse to. mortgages do? No, r- r- real loans. But they, I mean, oh, J.P. Like Morgan equity Chase, loans or something. J.P. Yeah. Morgan Chase is involved in reverse mortgages throughout the right, history. Right, right. They might not yeah, be performing well, them as J.P. Morgan today, but they're scumbags. Imagine how jacked up you are as a broker when you're loaning to people that aren't even a member of your club. Yeah. Like, you want this? Oh, you can have that's it. Back, the well, back ultimate in the day, thrill. in 2012, they were like, let me check your credit. I'm just fucking kidding. I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking kidding. kidding. <laughs> we all saw the big shorts. Big short, you know, baby. I'm not, I'm not like a corporate bank's uh, rights guy, but I got to say, like, if I ran a multinational corporate bank, I would be very interested in drug dealing. Well, yeah, like, buying. You're buying, bored. It, you're bored at that point. You're the, so rich. It's just the best thing you could possibly invest in, probably, for the return, so. Buying Grandma Betty's two-bedroom uh, is not sexy, but shipping $1.3 billion in Coke is real sexy. You know what is sexy? Having Alex Trebek in your house to shoot a reverse mortgages commercial. All right, a bizarre story <laughs> out of Florida Junior this week. 29-year-old Hilmary Moreno Berrios, a Greenville, South Carolina woman, needed to get somewhere bad, and somewhere only a car could take her. But the problem was, she didn't have a car. All she had was a live black snake. Okay. Yeah, so she did the Why, own- Wait, Hilmary? Yeah, Hilmary. Her name was Hilmary? <laughs> yeah, Hilmary. I loved. I, lo- I got this story off the AP, and at the very bottom, they just they said, fuck you to the readers. They said, Hilmary is the correct spelling. All right, look. look. So Hilmary didn't have a car. She, all she had was a live black snake, so she did the only logical thing. She approached a woman driving one of those cars that she needed, demanded the woman's keys, and then threw the live black snake at her to let her know that she meant business. Yeah, I'm when in car. Rome. Yeah. Guess what? She got the car. Yeah. Yeah. She then sped away in the stolen SUV, live black snake in tow, and she was all but at her destination and would have made it there, too, if it wasn't for a pesky local pole vaulting competition that had popped up on her route. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and normal. That's like the ending of a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Hillary crashed into the barricades because she didn't expect him to be there right around the pole vault competition and was apprehended. No reports on whether the snake is okay. Yeah, hissy's fine. Yeah, South Carolina's coming for you, Florida. Oh, is South Carolina coming Ooh. for Florida? Okay. And lastly, a Florida man shows deputy his butt and then drinks a beer. Are right, you win. Brian Arrigo was arrested <laughs> in Port Charlotte after a deputy said he ran at them during an unrelated traffic stop that he wasn't involved in, pulled down his pants, showed the deputy his entire buttocks, and then ran to the nearby woods where he was caught drinking a 32-ounce beer. 
Uh, Brian Arrigo was taken to the Charlotte County Jail and is now facing several charges, including possessing an open container and exposure of sexual organs in a public area. So Florida, go off, King. You sub you sub <laughs> apple juice for beer there, and that's my eight year old behavior. You were showing buttocks. Oh, to you, cops? you! I would show. Will showed buttocks to cop. He got arrested. No, for no, it. he showed buttocks I, to I another a bu- bus. A bus. He was got, a bus of he children. Got talked to by a cop. He showed buttocks <laughs> yeah. to your bus. Uh, and that I was, was gonna, also a child. It was a hell of a field. <laughs> hell of a field trip. Hell of a field trip. Why is Will being arrested? Yeah, I just love how this fucking Florida man's like a moth to a flame. He sees a random car stop in the street. I'm a show. Just my butt. runs over. Hey, has officer. To show him his ass. Tick this out. Bet you haven't seen one of these today. <laughs> and that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Thank you guys so much for listening. Some of you have noticed that we get pretty sweaty in the garage studio, and that's okay. We are suffering through it for you, and we added a Friday show for you. So if you feel so obliged, please go ahead and do something for us and take one minute to give us a five-star review on iTunes podcast right now. And when you're done spending one minute doing that, spend all of the other minutes today having a great fucking day. I got some cowboy boots, jeans, and a Hawaiian shirt. I got some mirror sunglasses. I got a mobile phone. I guess I look like some Porter Rance's dope dealers out on bail just trying to get home. But I ain't in jail, and I got me a guitar. I got a little band that's hotter than a rocket. Sometimes we're sloppy. We're always loud. Tonight we just honor and locked in the pockets. So screw you. We're from Texas. Screw you, we're from Texas.